At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's the final rewatch. The final rewatch. Final rewatch. Oh, it's the final rewatch before the new season. It's the final rewatch. I'm watching them all. The final Greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Final Rewatch, where today I'm talking about Chapter 2 of Stranger Things 3, The Mallrats. I've talked about Mallrats in the past, how those were the dudes who hung out at the mall, that's what we call them. They had long hair and the, and the heavy metal patches on their jean jackets. And they had earrings. They weren't magnet earrings. They were real earrings. Um, and my guess is they were probably only 17 or 18, but I thought they were fully grown men when I was a kid. But in, in this instance, the mall rats, I guess it's a play on words, really, when you think about it, because there's the mall. And then there are some rats in this. Um, 
But before we get deeper into this episode, there are a few things I want to discuss. Today, Stranger Things put out a tweet uh, with two things in it. The first was the breakdown of how the episodes will be organized. There's a nine-episode season coming, and the way they cut it up, the way they, they broke it up, I thought it was going to be four and five or five and four, but no, they're saying seven and two. And that made me almost faint. Okay, yes, we're getting seven right away, so we can enjoy more right away. But then we're only getting two in July. And that, it tells me a couple things. It tells me those last two are going to be crazy. And I feel like it's telling me that the end of seven is going to be some crazy cliffhanger. That's my guess. But what it also tells me is um, I have a lot of podcasting to do. Let's put it that way. My original goal was to get every episode up from the first half, the first part, um, before the second part. So I'd get everything up sometime in June. I don't know if that's going to be physically, mentally possible for me to get seven episodes up because I don't want to I know I've been doing an episode every single day of the rewatch but with the actual watching of the show and the actual episodes I want to take my time I want to really uh, dissect things and really talk about things and of course there's lots of clips Um, so I don't know if I'm going to get through episode seven but by the time we get eight and nine It just means that Stranger Danger is going to be putting out newer episodes for a longer amount of time. So you'll have all summer to enjoy us. Me and the show. That's the us. Me and the show together. I don't know. The second thing that Stranger Things did today was put out the first eight minutes of Stranger Things 4. But obviously, you knew that already. I'm not breaking any news to anybody. But here's the thing. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. You can watch it. And I hope you enjoy it. What I want to do is enjoy it the first time fully. I don't want to watch. When I watch the first episode of Stranger Things 4, I don't want to be like, oh, here are those eight minutes. I'm guessing it's eight minutes before the credits start. Um, Here we go. I want to enjoy that for the first time, seeing it as a whole. I don't know if this was a Duffer idea, a producer's idea, or a Netflix idea to do this. I hate when they do this with movies. Here's the first five minutes of the new uh, Scooby-Doo meets um, Jurassic Park film or something. I don't know. I just... I don't, I never watch those things because I want to watch the movie. I want to watch the movie as the movie. Um, So I don't blame you if you wanted to watch it. It's very tempting, but I'm just telling you that I'm not talking about it because I didn't watch it. And you will hear me talk about the first eight minutes of 
this season, this new season, when the season premieres. So just getting those two things out of the way, the episodes the, in the, um, the first eight minutes. Now, before we get into the episode, um, there's still one little bit of business that I want to discuss. And that's that, did you know that you can leave a message for the show? Go to fansnotexperts.com slash stranger danger. And there's a link there for leaving a message. You click it. It brings you to uh, the web page that I use that, to host this podcast, Anchor. And you have the option to click this button and use your phone to record a message. Or you can do it right on your computer to leave a message and record a message and send it off. And uh, if you do that, there's a very, very, very high chance that I'm going to play it. And I don't care if you send multiple messages. I'll play them. Hello. My name is Jax again. And I still love my your podcast. And there's seven days left until my birthday. And uh, Stranger Things Season 4. Bye. Thanks again, Jax. Imagine sharing your birthday with Stranger Things. Is there anything more exciting than that? Now. I also got another message from someone that I don't think I've heard from before. Hello, stranger danger. Hold on your butt, brochacho. I don't want to say that you've saved me, you saved my butt those three to two months. My cat just died and I couldn't figure out what to do. I was crying so much in pain, but then you, you came, and I listened, and you make me very happy with your content. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that, except I am honored um, that I was able to bring a smile to your face uh, in any way and and, and, uh, make you feel better, and I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, to hear about your cat, I, um, my wife and I, we don't have, we don't have kids. We have a dog. I think she just, I think she just started moving too. I don't know if you heard that that shake. That was her, um, a little beagle that we've had. Um, we we we've had beagles for for years. We rescue beagles when we adopt. We adopt a beagle one at a time. Um, and I just know that you know losing a pet is. It's it's losing a family member. It is um, it is brutal. It is sad. Um, but we always say that uh, you know we gave our our animals a better life. We're better off for knowing them, and now we can rescue another animal. Um, I don't know how I made this about me. This is about you. Uh, so I just I am sorry to hear about your cat. Uh, but um, just just uh, hang in there. And thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy uh, what I have coming up over the next weeks, months, years of Stranger Danger. And it all starts, or I guess it all continues, right now as we go back to Stranger Things 3, The Mallrats. The episode opens well, pretty much right where I left off, at the warehouse. Oh, Billy got out. Good, good. He seems fine. Everything should be 
okay. He runs the hell out of there. Gets to a phone booth. Uh, Those were things back then. There were phone booths. That's how you'd make phone calls to reach someone. He calls 911 and they're like, what happened? And he starts thinking about what happened. The 911 calls. He sees the rats. He sees himself. We see him getting dragged down. We see like a face hugger. This One of the tentacles looks like it wrapped himself around his, his pretty little face. And all of a sudden, boom, the lights go out in the phone booth. And boom, he is kind of transported to kind of like the upside down. But I don't know if it really is the upside. It's There's a storm and there are these shadows coming. And he's like, what do you want? What do you want? And then one of them approaches, and it's Billy. It's like evil Billy. I'm like, uh-oh. We get to credits, and then we get to uh, Hopper's cabin, Hopper and Eleven's cabin. Um, Eleven's pacing around. Where's Mike? Where's Mike? Calls, where are you? He's like, I can't see you today. My Nana, she's uh, she's very sick. She might... She might die, and the mother is on the phone. He's like, what? Get off the phone. That was a very funny moment. Um, he's like, "I sorry, I need to be alone with my feelings. She's like, do you, do you lie? No, what? No, no, no. Friends don't lie. They hang, they, I got to go by. They hang up. Eleven is pissed, and Hopper seems to be so happy. He's listening to Jim Croce, you know, tug on Superman's cape. You truly don't mess with Jim. He drives to Melville's and he is, uh, he goes in, he says, emotions of shared boundaries have been set. Order has been restored. She's like, it worked. He's like, I, I think it worked. Uh, the store looked pretty empty. And uh, he's like, you know, getting to Mike was the key. She's like, you didn't yell? It's like, I'll, t- I'll tell you over dinner. How about uh, tonight? It's not a date. And then they're like, what do you mean a date? I didn't I didn't say anything about a date. He goes, it's not a date. How about 8 o'clock? Uh, 7 o'clock. How about 7.30? I'll pick you up. I'll meet you there. Okay, see you then. Uh, he gets a call to go to town hall. And when he's heading out, he notices magnets all over the ground. He's like, oh, clean up on aisle six. More magnets. Joyce goes over and picks them all up. They're just, they're not sticking. It's, it's something's happening and it's very, very weird. We cut over down the street to the Hawkins Post where Nancy is pouring uh, coffee. It, and I think someone's like, oh, Nancy Drew, it seems like it's a really, really hot, uh, tough gig. And then he brings it in, she brings it into the editor and he's like, thanks, sweetheart. And it's something where, Back then, I don't even think they realized how they were talking down to people, especially women. Uh, so she asks the editor if another girl can cover lunch. And he's like, well, what, why? Why? She's like, I need to you know, see my doctor for girl problems. And he goes, oh, oh. it's like that's the classic move to scare some old, uncomfortable man into just going, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever you need, whatever you need. Uh, so she runs off to grab Jonathan from the dark room. He's like, Nancy, come on. And they head out. He's like, I don't think this is a good idea. Why don't you just ask them to do this? She's like, they would never let me go do this. You know, we will ask for forgiveness later instead of permission. Now, 
uh, and they're they're going to follow up on Mrs. Driscoll, the the that I wrote down, the Rat Lady. So we cut over to the mall, and uh, we see a very funny moment. One of the funniest moments uh, in this episode. It was actually in the trailer. I remember that's how enjoyable. Uh, that's how big it felt. Dustin uh, meets Robin. Hello. Hi. I'm Dustin. And I love that Dustin assumes that when she hears, I'm Dustin, you're Dustin? He's been talking about you for weeks. No, I know you've been at camp. All these things like, but instead she goes, I'm Robin. And I thought that was just really funny. He's like, he's got this big smile and he goes, is he here? Is who here? Henderson. And then we have the great Henderson um, Harrington reunion where they do this handshake. They, they're, um, they're laughing and giggling. They're pretending to do like uh, Star Wars lightsaber battles where Dustin's stabbing and gutting uh, Steve and they're giggling and laughing. And she says, you know, Robin looks and, and says, how many children are you friends with? He's like, well, he just kind of looks at her like, and at Dustin like, huh, what are you going to do? So Dustin's eating this big Sunday. My assumption is that Steve just gives him this ice cream for free. And they're talking about Susie and, you know, like, like Phoebe Cates and, and she's smart. And, and she, she, um, she doesn't mind that my, my pearls haven't come in yet. She says kissing's better without teeth. And Steve, <laughs> Steve was like, oh yeah, 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 that, that, that's great. And, um, he says to Robin, she seems cool. Oh, she's not. Uh, but then he goes on to talk about how pissed he is that his friends ditched him. Uh, and he, oh, he mentioned, and something really cool happened. He mentioned that, uh, you know, their loss because he intercepted a secret communication. You need to speak up. I said he, he intercepted a secret they can't hear you he intercepted a secret Russian communication and he said it just like that and everyone in the ice cream parlor looked at him like huh what and then they just go about their day and he's telling Steve you know we could be heroes just think about that you could have all the ladies you want and more and Steve's like and more he's like what's the catch he goes no catch I just need your help with translating things because he and Steve together should be able to translate Russian. No problem. He had a, a Russian to English uh, translation book, but it can't be that easy. So Max is skateboarding. Um, I think she's outside her house trying to ollie. I could never figure that out. I could skateboard down the street. Fine. You want me to ollie? No, thanks. Eleven shows up and she's like, What are you what what are you doing here? They're friendly, but it doesn't sound like they've really started hanging out all that much yet. Um they just hang out with the group. And she's like, I want to talk. And then they're in their room and you know, Max is like, Mike's a piece of shit. She's like, Friends don't lie, but boyfriends do. That's all they do. While that's going on, Mike's talking to Lucas and Will, and Mike's like, I'm, I'm so screwed, and Lucas is trying to give him pointers, but says you're in deep shit, 
Max is giving 11 pointers. You need to dump his ass if he doesn't explain what he did. And um, there's more to life than boys. So Max and 11 head out. Come on, let's go. Mike and Lucas head out. Come on, let's go. Because he's got to figure out how to. Lucas is like, I've been dumped five times. I always bounce back. And he, he knows he can help Mike. And there's there's uh, Will just like, guys, I'm still here. He's trying to set up the Dungeons and Dragons board. We'll be following that theme for a while. Cut over to the uh, pool and the ladies. Ladies are waiting for Billy. Karen sees Billy and, and goes in to check on him because the last time they talked to each other, I think uh, Billy was expecting to um, hang out. With Mrs. Wheeler, I'll, I'll try to keep it G-rated. Uh, so she goes into the back locker room and says, um, Billy, I, I understand if you're angry with me. I, I, I want to explain, you know, why I didn't come last night. I, I, have, a, I have a family and, um, and then, boom, he turns and smacks her head right up against the wall. But, oh, wait. He didn't. That was just in his head. That was just like him imagining doing it. He just turns and says, stay away from me, Karen, and walks off. He, he, it looks like he's tripping. He's like the bright lights splashing. Everything is overwhelming him. He just goes and sits in the lifeguard chair, but he is like, whoa, everything's crazy. We cut back to the mall and Erica, Erica Sinclair is at Scoop's with her friends. And she's one of these kids that wants to try every single flavor. Oh, you have free samples? Then I want to try that flavor. And I want to try that flavor. And Robin's like, haven't you tried every flavor already? And she says, yes. And now I'd like to try them again. Steve and Dustin are in the back listening to the Russians on the recording that Dustin made, trying to figure out what they're saying. Steve can't, like, he keeps focusing on the music, and Dustin's like, stop worrying about the music. We have to worry about the Russians here. Robin knows about the Russians. She comes back, oh, you just, you know, can, can I, you know, you're, well, you're back here trying to translate Russian. I'm like, what? He's like, you guys are both extremely loud. And then she says something. She goes, I can help. She says something. Then they're like, oh, my goodness. She goes, yeah, that's pig Latin. If you don't know what pig Latin is, it's like... Um, God, it's been so long since I've spoken it. It's it, so instead of spoken, I'd say open spay, right? And or day would be door. You take the first letter off and then you add something to the end. Like the name of this podcast would be uh, Ranger Stay, Angel Day, I think. Anyway. Uh, Steve and Dustin were like, wow. She's like, that's pig Latin, you idiots. But she does speak four languages. And she reads music and hears music. And her, she said her ears are little geniuses. So she just wants to help. And of course, they're going to let her. While this is happening, Nancy and Jonathan show up at Mrs. Driscoll's. Uh, she brings them into her basement. And, you know, she's alone. She lives alone. She's a widower. Um, or a widow, I should say. Uh, widower is the man, widow's the woman. She shows them all this fertilizer bag that's all been ripped to shreds. And they're like, what? Why would rats eat a poor old lady's fertilizer? She's like, something's not right. 
She thinks it's rabies, and if it's rabies, they feel like the public should know, uh, and that's why she called the paper, and then smash! She's like, oh, that's right, I forgot to tell you. I cut one of the little bastards. Harper got called over to town hall because there are people protesting outside. They're saying, Klein, Swine, Klein, Swine, that's Mayor Klein, the great Carrie Elways, known for such films as Crush and Saw. Really, what he's really, really known for is The Princess Bride in the 80s, which is crazy how long ago it is. He must have been so young in that movie. And of course, for me, he's very well known for Hot Shots. The great Carrie Elways, Mayor Klein. And in this, he is kind of a swine. He is kind of a dirty, just gross politician. Um, Hopper's waiting to go see him while we see some dude kind of walk out of the mayor's office. We don't see his face yet. I mean, you and I, we know who he is. But as the viewer the first time, you're not sure exactly what you see. A guy's holding a motorcycle helmet, and he heads out. Hopper just kind of sees him but pays no mind to him. He goes in, and um, he's like, you, uh, you're not going to ask me to shut down those protesters. He's like, listen, they blame me for the mall, for them losing their jobs, but that's not me. That's just good old-fashioned capitalism, okay? So the mall has all these great stores. It's boosted the economy of the, uh, around the area. It's got, you know, um, and so these mom-and-pop shops can't keep up, you know? Um, and he's like, you need to do your job, okay? Uh, because the, he's like, they have a right to protest. He goes, yeah, but do they have a permit? Did they come to your... To your precinct and get a permit? Because I'm pretty sure they need to do that. Jim doesn't think it's a good idea, but he's like so close to the election. He's like, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know what's in a couple days? Like the 4th of July? Yep. I'm going to throw this big, giant 4th of July bash, and that's all they're going to remember. That's all they're going to care about. So just get rid of them. We cut back to outside the mall, and we see a bus pull up, and Max and Eleven get out. Max is all excited. What do you think? Eleven's like, too many people against the rules. He's like, you have superpowers. What's the worst that could happen? So Max and Eleven go all over the mall to have a girl's day. At the same time, Mike, Lucas, and Will are there. They're searching for a forgiveness, sorry, apology gift for Eleven. Cut back to Melveld's, and Joyce seems to all of a sudden become obsessed with magnets and seeing them all drop since finding them at home. She still got a bunch of books from the library, but it looks like she has more than the five book limit that Dustin was told about. Maybe adults can take out more books. Um, and she's thinking about it. What do we, you know, what, how can I figure out what's going on? She feels like something's going on. And let's be honest, after the last two years of her life, anything odd in this town shouldn't be considered unbelievable. It should be like, what is going on? I hope nothing big happens again. I feel like that's what she's thinking. So she's trying to read up on what could be causing this. And she has a revelation. She heads over to Mr. Clark's house. And of course, Mr. Clark is listening to Weird Al. I would be too. So we cut back to uh, the Driscoll's house, and Jonathan's taking pictures of that rat. He's trying to, he's like, will you stay still for a second? I'm trying to take a picture. Things are going bananas. Um, 
Nancy's upstairs using the woman's phone because again, this is what this is what the life was life was like before the cellular telephone, the smartphones of our of our current life. Uh, Nancy calls an exterminator, asking about any, anything weird with rabid rats or rats in general, mall rats. Um, nothing really there, but then she looks in the yellow pages. Again, in the phone book, in the yellow pages. How dated is that? I'm going to explain this to you in case you don't know. The phone book makes sense, right? The phone book is what you would look up a phone number of a business or a person. There were white pages and there were yellow pages. I think there's the thing like websites called white pages. Now, white pages is where you would look up people alphabetically. You would find where they would have their address and their phone number listed right there. Like your data on the internet. Anyone could look it up. Unless, of course, you ask to be unlisted. The yellow pages is where you would go to find businesses. Generally, they would be organized by type of business. The, the, the phone book was before, was like your resource before the internet. It seems funny because everything, the way it's organized, sounds like a website. See? That's where it came from. So um, she's in the yellow pages looking at the um, garden supply place. And it seems like she's going to uh, give them a call. So we jump back and, to Jonathan and there's a farm supply. Uh, we jump back and Jonathan is, you know, taking pictures of the rat. And suddenly the rat starts convulsing. And he was going to like leave it, but it started, it, it stopped making noise. He turns around and it's like, freaking out Nancy comes down she's like I have a lead so we have to leave it's like this rat is weird she's like yeah yeah no kidding so the moment they leave okay what does the rat do the rat dies and it's very sad no the rat explodes into goo and then you're like that's gross it's not gross enough yet you want it to get grosser the goo has a mind of its own it drags itself through the cage and then like has little arms and it's like scurries around the along the ground it is both amazing, gross, and cool all at once. So Billy's back in the upside down or whatever weird void he's at. Or I think what he's doing is reliving, rethinking what actually happened to him earlier in the day. Um, it's, you know, he's, he's there again. This red like storm in the background. He sees himself. He's like, "What do you want?" And his like reflection, evil reflection, says, "To build. I want you to build." He's like, "Build what? What you see? I don't understand. I don't understand." And then he wakes up and he's back at the pool. So when I watched it, I thought, "Wait, what? Huh?" And then I realized, "Oh, he fell asleep and was having it. Either he fell asleep and that was a dream he had." Or he fell asleep, or he dozed off, or whatever, and he's thinking about what happened earlier. Um, and he realizes, like, his arm is really, really burnt. Like, there's a, and it, I don't know if it's from part of the accident and also just baking in the sun, but it is kind of gross. And he um, freaks out. He makes his way to, like, Billy, you look okay. And the other, um, Heather, the other lifeguard's like, I think she was one of the people who says, Are you okay? He goes to the shower. 
he starts kind of freaking out, like there's that wound on his arm. It looks like something's spreading on it. The girl, um, the girl lifeguard comes over and he's like, he's in the shower, he's on the ground. He's like, <sighs> she's like, are you okay? Should I call the call 911? I heard screaming. But all Billy heard was her very calmly look at him and say, take me to him. And then there's a flash where it seems like he attacks. But we don't know exactly what happens. Then we get the mall montage. We jump over. Eleven's trying things on. She's, um, she has all these new outfits. Her and Max are having so much fun giggling and laughing, high heels, all these things. They go for glamour shots. They're getting photos taken. They're having a grand old time while Material Girl is playing by Madonna, which is just a great, such a great song. Um, they end up seeing some girls that they don't like. I'm pretty sure one of the girls is the girl that Dustin tried to ask to dance last year, and she blew him off. So they made... Um, they made this girl's orange Julius explode. I feel like I could almost smell it. It smells like the 80s. If you've never had an orange Julius, they're still around. I feel like nowadays you get them at, at a uh, Dairy Queen. And I think the mall here, the two-floor mall in uh, Salem, New Hampshire, I think there you can still get an orange Julius there at the DQ, the Dairy Queen. But it was such an early 80s food court at the mall thing, the orange Julius. You can get an orange Julius, a, a pineapple Julius, a, I think a banana Julius. And all it was was like orange juice and like some kind of cream. And then it was blended. I don't know what the hell the concoction was, but it was amazing. And it still is amazing. My wife loves them. If I said to her tomorrow, you want to go get orange Julius's? She'd say yes. Um, but she says to her, you know, there's more to life than stupid boys. She's like, told you there's more to life. While that's going on, uh, Mike is, they they cross paths. They don't really see each other. Mike's looking for gifts. They're in a Zales. And she's like, he's like, how much for the little teddy bear? $300. $300 for that little thing. Even in the 1980s, that's thing, that thing must be worth millions now. They, they're out. They're looking for something. They're outside a lingerie store. And the boys look and they're just like, uh, and they just back away, back away. There's a moment where they're trying on perf- they're trying perfumes, and Lucas sprays one right in Mike's face. Uh, at one point, you know, they're like, oh, this is too hard. And Will's like, I just want to go play D and D. Can we go play D and D now? No, Mike keeps saying no. We cut back to scoops. A lot is taking place at the Starcourt Mall. We cut back to Scoops, and uh, Robin is translating. She's making progress. She found her first sentence. Uh, the week is long. And while she's doing that, it with Dustin, Steve is giving ice cream to Max and Eleven, and he looks at them, and he's like, wait a second. Are you even allowed to be here? They just giggle and run off. And then the boys and girls cross paths. And that's when it goes down. Mike is like, "What? What? why are you here? What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. And Max, and she's like, I'm shopping. And yeah, this is how she dresses now. And he's like, you treat me like garbage. Why do you lie? Your Nana, like, what? My Nana, she was sick. That's why we're here. We're here getting her a gift. And, and you a gift, too. And then Eleven just is like, you lie. And she, he walks, she walks right up to him. 
looks him right in the face and says, I dump your ass. They head off on the bus and they are just giggling and having a great time. And Eleven just feels like so happy that she called him out and just dumped his ass. And she probably realizes, you know, or I mean, it's not like it's a forever thing, but Mike just looks dejected. And Lucas is like, I mean, I get dumped all the time. So it's probably not that big of a deal to even Max and Lucas because they probably have dumped and been dumped multiple times. But as of right now, Eleven and uh, Mike are on the outs. And Will says again, now can we play D&D? He's like, damn, kid, you really want to play the Dungeons and Dragons. So Hopper is um, outside arresting the people who are protesting. He arrested one guy. And the guy's complaining. He's like, yep, yep, I understand. Uh, he's almost like, you know, I don't care. I just, I'm just going through the motions. It doesn't look good. He has to put this guy in the squad car. But he's like, yeah, 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 just uh, do it. Do it with a permit, okay? And um, he puts this guy in the um, squad car. Flo comes up and brings him a bag. And he's like, yes, this is it. And his other officer's like, what is that, chief? And he's got this shirt, this new shirt. He's like, they're like, what? He's like, this is, this is the new thing. This is really nice. It's a really nice shirt. Um, it's a big knife for him. So he goes to the restaurant. And he's waiting for Joyce to show up. He's ordering drinks, two glasses. He's all excited. He, I think, does he light up a cigarette there? It's just that's how restaurants were then. You had smoking and non-smoking section. I think as a kid, I was in the smoking section more than I would have liked to have been. Thanks, thanks, parents. Um, and while he is waiting to meet Joyce for dinner, Joyce is still with Mr. Clark. They're, they're at his like train set and he's t- teaching her about magnets, sets up this giant like electronic, I say giant, like the size of a toaster. It's a giant if you live on, if you're one of those little people that live in his train station. Um, he sets up this big thing where you wrap this wire around the, he explains it, it's very scientific like, or, or it's a little scientific and it's got like this um, electric charge creates the magnets and if he's like it's there it seems like Joyce was expecting to see something but um, he's like but if there's a disruption he turns down the current and the magnets fall off and she's like well how does it, how do you explain why this is happening in my house he's like well, it's probably your kids taking magnets off and at work, he said it's probably a coincidence. He called it, he gave it some big fancy name, but um, she said basically a coincidence. She's like, but what if it wasn't? What if it's not? He says, well, it would require a machine um, with, you know, billions of volts of electricity. And all I thought about when I heard that was that laser in Russia looked pretty powerful. And it would cost millions. Okay, well, they seem to have pretty deep pockets. Um, but once you open that door, door of curiosity of what's possible, anything is possible. I don't know if he said it like that. Basically, what he said was, it's possible. We cut back to the mall, and it's closed. And I, I think I've said, I've, I've, I've hung out in a mall that's closed at night. My... My best friend 
this is going back while I was in college. He was a mall security guard. And actually, my other friend was a mall security guard, too. And he picked me up at night, one night. And we went there. It was like 11 o'clock at night. He's like, come on, let's go in. And we walked right in the mall. Wasn't locked, nothing. Just walked right in. Found our other friend. And then at one point, we are throwing a Nerf football around um, over like from one store to the other. We're running around. I mean, just whatever we wanted. We walked in those hallways that they snuck to the movie theater. We walked behind the hallways and they were telling me that, oh, a a girl died here and there's a ghost. And I was like, "Uh, you're not telling the truth, right? And this was a million years ago, but just... The feeling, the idea of of a mall being closed or being in a giant store like that or a giant store being closed and you having free reign of it uh, just seems kind of cool. I don't know. I've always wanted to play like hide and go seek and something like that. But they're in the mall. The um, Robin, Steve and Dustin are still there hanging out and they figured out the code. Finally, they figured out the um, the week is long. The silver cat feeds when blue meets yellow in the west. A trip to China sounds nice. If you tread lightly. Steve's like, it, it can't be right. They're closing up shop. She's like, no, it's right. And Dustin's like, it's, I'm a relief. It's a relief that um, it has to be a code. Oh, because if it was, they can't just say, oh, drop the missile or, 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 or drop the bomb. They're like, okay, all right. It could be a code. What could it mean? It could mean anything. It's like we have to keep deciphering things and see if we can figure it out. Um, So while they're walking along, Steve stops. He's like, give me a quarter. Give me a quarter. Give me a quarter. There's this toy horse ride. He puts a quarter in and the music starts playing. He's like, that's it. And Dustin says, oh, my God, that's it. Uh, He replays the recording of the, the from the Russian and you hear that music in the background. It's like, so that could be anyway. He's like. In Russia, an Indiana flyer? flyer? No, no, no. Uh, That code didn't come from Russia. It came from here. We jump over to the restaurant, and poor Hopper is more like slopper because he's sloppy drunk. He's eating breadsticks. Joyce hasn't come. It doesn't look like she's coming at all. Um, the, The waiter is like, Sir, do you want to order your Andre now? He's like, you know what? No. When he goes to leave, he grabs the bottle of wine with him. And um, he's like, you can't do that. And then came a line that I don't think I realized the first couple times I watched this. But when he said it this time, it just hit me right in the heart in a beautiful way. He said, I can do anything I want. I'm the chief of police. That is an exact quote taken from Chief Brody and Jaws when he was drinking. They were, um, if you remember the dinner scene in Jaws, and they're like, we're going to go down, we're going to cut that fish open. And his wife says to him, can you do that? He says, I can do anything I want. I'm the chief of police. Such an, um, uh, just just the fact that they, they have Hopper kind of dressed like Chief Brody. He drives a truck that's kind of like Chief Brody's. It's just a love letter to a specific thing. They even types in on the typewriter at one point in like the first season. It's very reminiscent of Jaws. I love it. I love it. Um, Chief Brody had Polly and uh, Chief Hopper has Flo. Classic. But you know what? Hopper's mad. 
and he should be. He got stood up. He's walking out of the restaurant. He bumps into a guy. And who is it? Well, it looks like it's the same guy from the mayor's office. He's got that same motorcycle helmet. And when he turns and you see his face, you see it's the Russian from the first episode. The one who choked out that scientist. What's he doing in Hawkins? And why was he meeting with Mayor Klein? We jump over and we see Billy's car pull up to the warehouse. He opens up the trunk, looks inside, and Heather's in there, tied up in the trunk. We get a little flashback to see what happened in the shower. He grabbed her in the shower by the pool. He grabbed her and he choked her. Now he's carrying her into the warehouse, almost like that old-fashioned carrying the wife over the threshold of your new home. Um... He brings her downstairs and he just places her on the floor and she's like freaking out. But he slams her shoulders down as she tries to get up and he just gets really close in her ears and says really creepily, don't be afraid. It will be over soon. Just stay very still. Then he takes the tape off his mouth and we hear something like come over. Then out of the shadows, we see this like part of this giant thing that looks like it's made of just disgusting guts. It approaches. She screams. And then we see Billy. Billy looking on. And it looks like he has no fear in his face at all. The screen goes black and that's the end of the, end of the episode. My goodness, my gracious. I love it. We really get to meet Robin. We, we really get to already love Robin. I mean, it, it took such little time because of how the character was written to be like a fun kind of counterpart to Steve and how Maya Hawke, um, her performance, so perfect, so spot on that it's like you, you almost can't, like, you can't imagine Stranger Things without her already. And I'm two episodes in. Now, maybe because, granted, I've watched the season, but now I don't. I can't figure Stranger Things without her, without Max. And you remember, they were, they were new cast members, and now they feel like so such part of the group. And again, that's the writing and the performances. That's what does it. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep going through this. I'm excited to keep watching. I'm excited to ignore that first eight minutes. Uh, And I'm excited that we're getting seven episodes a week from today. Oh my gosh. So many podcasts, so little time. I hope you stay with me. And I hope that, um, that I get some episodes out. So that you can watch the ep- the episodes on Netflix, then turn around and watch and listen to uh, the show. I, I'm hoping to 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to get these out in a in the most timely fashion as I can possible. Is was that proper English? The most timely fashion as I can possible. Let's try that again. I'm gonna try to get them out in the in the most timely. 
fashion as possible. I'm, I'm going to try to get them out quickly. Yeah, I'll just change what I'm saying. Um, but that's it for tonight. Fun little rewatch, right? Do it again tomorrow, shall we? Uh, listen, you can find me on the Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. I wish you would give me a follow. It would make me very happy. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Stranger D Pod. That's Stranger D as in Danger Pod. Stranger D Pod. You can find us on Facebook. If you use Facebook, if you're um, over the age of 60, you love Facebook. Believe me, I have parents. They love it. Fans not experts on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash fans not experts. Uh, but if you don't want to remember all these things, you can find everything. The links to Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, I can't think of anything else. Those are the only ones, right? Yeah, I don't have anything else. I don't have any, I don't, I don't Snapchat. Um, I'm thinking about doing a TikTok, but I don't know what I do. Maybe quick little, little videos about stranger things. What else would I do? Um, but yeah, that's it. So I'm going to go to bed now and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your Friday night. Can you believe one week from today? This is it. This is a Friday. This is the final Friday without stranger things. It is mind-boggling oof oofa oofa i i i'm like i can't put into words which is not a good sign for a podcast i can't put into words how exciting this is um so that's it all right i'll talk to you tomorrow i would like you to stay stranger my friends and remember there's more to life than boy Fans not experts. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 